Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, I'm very fucking busy, so how about record an episode without me? Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, a show that takes unsolved true crimes, well, no, true mysteries mm. and cocktails, and puts them together for your listening pleasure. Uh, I'm assumed with me, as always, is Chris Stokes. <laughs> I wondered whether you were going to say the fantastic... The fantastic Suze Kevin. Suze Kevin. The, oh, uh, the amazing Chris Stokes. Hello. Um, hello. Normally I'm introduced second. Yes, but you got first yeah. billing today, which is I great. I did, yeah, but by default. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, no. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm a student wireless. Um, Hello, Chris. It is just us today, isn't it? Just us today. Don't worry, guys. Uh, it's yes, not, don't worry. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, um, this is not the permanent new arrangement. Where's no. our favourite one? Just a bit busy. <laughs> just a bit, <laughs> just yeah. a bit busy. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's after years of being second banana in most things, including my own family, it's sometimes <laughs> nice to be one banana 1. 1.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's... We just, because we're all, uh, we're all busy at the moment and it's hard mm. for the three of us to be unbusy at the same time that we yes. decided if if two of us could do one then we would yeah uh, but it's, it's not gonna be a permanent good. arrangement don't worry although it when Suze can't do it it's basically another podcast with two straight men with two dudes it's a two-dude podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. it's i forgot about that it's and i i was like well, but i'm i'm not white maybe that makes up for some some thing is like no i don't think it's enough <laughs> that's uh that's just a dialogue i'll i'll never have like oh right. <laughs> it, 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 you're there going oh i'm not white is that okay and then susie's like ah but i'm a chick is that okay whereas in my yeah. head i'm just like got nothing <laughs> i got nothing. yeah like well, i mean my very presence is oppression <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh how are you chris yeah yeah not bad not bad yeah. Uh, it's bloody hot. Oh, it's bloody hot. Oh, it's bloody hot. I know I'm slowly becoming a garden dad because uh, when they talked about the hose pipe ban, I was like, I don't know, this lawn though. I mean, it's looking really healthy. How can I? I mean, that's, that's a damn shame. If that goes yeah. to shit. It's a very dad thing to say, isn't it? When rain comes, you go, oh, well, good for the garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's. See what garden could really do with it, couldn't it? Yeah. Literally what I thought when they're like, oh, it's going to rain. I'm like, oh, good for the garden. I'm like, what about, what about the planet, Masuda? that is dying? Don't you want to do that? <laughs> it nah, is like, it's, I, I don't know. I feel, because I'm not a, I'm not a climate denier anyway, but I feel, I feel like it's hard to ignore now, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a climate denier, but I'm definitely like, oh no. So like, I've always kind of, I've always obviously believed in climate change, but then those that don't, I feel mm. a little bit like, 
and you still don't? Yeah, like it, the writing is not on the wall. It's in big neon letters uh, yeah. in your face every day. I had another because I was I always try and like that's why I just said that because I always try and rationalize how people that I disagree with or think differently from me. I always try and rationalize how yeah. they arrived at their conclusion. Like, yes. do you know what I mean? Try and empathize with their viewpoint. And I was like, what do they, climate change deniers, what do they think we're like? As in like, because we're scared of nothing, basically. Yeah. In their head. They're sort of like it's a, and the only thing I can think of, they must think that their Marge coming home after Homer and the kids have been home alone and you know when he's got the shotgun behind the chair <laughs> and he's like nothing much just an incident with climate change of course that wouldn't have happened if you weren't here from keeping me from acting so stupid yeah that's exactly how they must think of us wow that is i mean that's pretty much perfect that's exactly yeah yes you've nailed it thanks uh what are you what are you drinking Firstly, what am I drinking? I'm drinking. It looks like beer, right? But it isn't. Oh, have you kind of made it? Oh, it's got this something is, going on there. I like that. This is uh, whiskey. It's yes. uh, banana liqueur and oh. it's uh, uh, caramel rum liqueur. Whoa. Uh, but it looks like it's so got a little foam top. Head. Yeah, because I shook it yeah. instead of stirred it. And the reason I oh. shook it was because I figured it's all booze, but yeah. the I can get it, you can get it colder when you shake it over ice yes and when you stir it that was my first thought and my second thought was the caramel rum liqueur and the banana liqueur are so sweet anyway yeah that i just thought does does it activate that if you shake it rather than stir it because oh, no, you I, think, I guess it'll you, all the sugars does, in there will kind of yeah but it does up, look like it? it's got it's got a head yeah but it does look like it does look like i'm drinking a beer but um it's really tasty and going back to what you said earlier i'm going to call it second banana Oh, I like that. Second banana. I because I remember that's how I would tell Diet Coke from Coke when I was pouring out of the um the Coke gun, is that the sugar oh. in the regular Coke will kind of keep... oh no no that was rum and Coke that's right yeah, the sugar in the rum and the Coca Cola will stay fizzy but if it's a Diet Coke and rum it won't be as fizzy on top it'll be as like a little fizzy head that's how I tell them apart. There's that's yeah. if you if you're at the bar and you can't tell you're like oh which one's Diet Coke one's rum it'll be the flat one. Well, no. <laughs> Ah, good, good tip, go. listeners. Good little, um, good little bar tip for you. What are you, what are you drinking? Oh, if you want to know how to make this, it's basically one measure of whiskey, half banana mm. liqueur, and half um, uh, caramel rum. Caramel. Liqueur. That sounds really nice. I am um, so. I, following the same spicy uh, theme <sighs> as last week, went my went and made myself a spicy pisco sour. Now, at first, when I first tried it, I was like, "This isn't that spicy," and now. It's not like crazy spicy, but it's there's a nice little jalapeno hit. Um, Ooh, so you put reckon, jala- you've put jala- fresh jalapenos in the pisco sour. Yes, in the. I'd say if I were to do it again, I'd probably take. I'd probably make one of two changes. I'd probably add more jalapeno before I muddle that, or I do what I, in retrospect, probably should have done is made like a jalapeno simple syrup, or have an arrow simple syrup, or a spicy simple oh. syrup. And then that would have been like an extra dimension. Uh, in the same way, when you make the sriracha and pineapple syrup for the Benchley, it's yeah. like a syrup that's also spicy. Yes. The, pine- the mm. pineapple and sriracha syrup is still a syrup and sweet, but it, it gives the drink its heat as well. 
So yeah, so you'd hope so like yeah, essentially like you just sort of I guess make simple syrup as is, and then uh, like in a in a pot, and then add like your spice, whatever your favorite uh, spice of choices. I'd probably go for jalapenos because I had them, and I'd, I'd have that. So yeah, it's still sweet and it gives that balance, but it's got that little little hit. Mm. But it's nice. Otherwise, it's still nice. It's still got a nice little um, jalapeno like you know like bite to it, but it's not as it's not as strong as I had hoped in my in my head. Oh well, now you know how to make it again. That's why we do these things, you know. Exactly, exactly. That one is going to walk so that your future spicy pisco sours can run. <laughs> well, what a beautiful phrasing! I like that. Yeah, this is going to walk so the rest of them can run. Yeah. No, uh, and pisco sour is just—it's dead easy. That it's just—you um, do have to buy pisco. Is that hard to source or not really? It's pretty it's pretty easy, but we had some leftover from ages ago that I've just never used. You were um, you were using it a lot, weren't you? I was using it quite a bit at one point. I can't remember what we were doing it for. It might have just been us having Pisco sours at home. But yeah, so it's Pisco, the liqueur, two measures of that, two fluid ounces, 60 milliliters, and then 30 milliliters of lime juice, or slightly less, um, 30 milliliters of simple syrup. And then if you want to make a simple syrup, a spice simple syrup, you can use that. Uh, and then I obviously muddled jalapenos in before. Uh, an egg white or aquafaba if you are a vegan, uh, which is the chickpea water. And then you shake it up without ice and then add ice, shake it. And you get Ooh. that nice little foam on top. So, Chris, what do you have for us today? I've practiced, but I still don't yeah. know if I'm going to say the name right. Okay. It's the story of Zoya Fyodorova. Fyodorova? Fyodorova? How do you spell it? How do you spell it? F Y O D O R. Fyodorova? Fyodorova or Fyodorova. I think I said it right. I think you did. It's just, it's one of those things that's like S-I-M-O-N-O-V-A is Simeonova. So this yeah. must be just Fyodorova. That's what I would have thought, yeah. Yeah, I might be overthinking it. So this is the story now, now of I'm Zoya. I'm you sat in front of your mirror being like, Fyodorova. Practicing it Fyodorova. before we joined the Zoom. Fyodorova. Zoya Fyodorova. <laughs> Come on, Chris, Fyodorova. you can do it. Come on, Chris. <laughs> um... Our uh, video, video, <clears throat> yeah, Zoya, Zoya, uh, Zoya is or was, I should say, a mm-hmm. Russian film star. Oh, okay. uh, she was born in 1907, right now. Mm-hmm. So she sort of spans pretty much the series up until this point. So she was born while Rasputin was inveigling himself with uh, the Romanovs. Ah, okay. Uh, so she was nine years old, probably eight, actually, because she was born in December. So she was a child when Rasputin got killed. Yeah. Uh, she was a child then when the Romanovs were overthrown and the birth of the Soviet uh, Union. Yes. Uh, she was born in 1907. All right. Now, okay. She in uh, December, 11th of December, 1981. So we're in the 80s now. Oh, yes. Uh, she oh. was... In Moscow, yeah, in her apartment, yeah, at the age of seventy-three, and she was murdered. What? Who's killing a seventy-three-year-old 
Russian Thumbs movie star. star. That's yeah. mad. That's what we're about to find out, Basud. Hopefully. Oh, you, you're listening to the right podcast if you're asking the same <laughs> questions as me. <laughs> Who would kill this woman? Well, let's look well, into it. Let's look um, That's why we're here. So we, it could uh, it could go back to her younger days mm-hmm. because what, she... Was eight? What did she see? Uh, not when she was eight, not that young, yeah. but in the 40s, like in 1945. Yes. So she would have been in her late 30s, like 37, yeah. 38. She was st- was in film at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she obviously, because she was born in 1907, she was in uh, film in the Soviet Union from uh, from about the uh, 20s, 30s. Yeah. And uh, in the 40s, she had an affair Ooh. with an American Navy captain. Uh... So, yeah, but this is the 1945. So when the Cold War because it's vague isn't it when the cold war started yeah. people have got different things so it was either when tensions were rising but not spilling over which i guess is the definition of the cold war but yeah um she had an affair with an american navy captain and Ooh. had a child by him oh shit okay that's that's uh, big uh so the child victoria uh, was yeah. born in january 1946 now okay you would think that that is so what yeah, it's just uh, like, she, like uh, it's the war. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, she fell for a guy. They had a they had a fling. She bore his mm. child. What this led to, not a crime in and of itself, having an affair with an American Navy captain. No. However, and also by affair, I just mean they had a fling because an affair doesn't necessarily mean it was infidelity or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was an American ca- uh, Navy captain and she was a Russian film star and they mm-hmm. had a thing and uh, a child came of it. Now, yeah. So what then transpired? Mm-hmm. Lavrenti Beria. So That's he good. was a, a Georgian Bolshevik and Soviet politician. He was marshal of the whole Soviet Union and he was chief Shit. of the Soviet secretary. And also he was at one point the head of the NKVD. Now they've come up before that. That was the Soviet uh, secret service oh so this is the precursor to the fs oh no the fsb is something else but yeah yeah it's yeah so uh, yeah, right. he was the head of that under stalin during the second world war shit okay this is a, this is a big he, uh yeah so we we know who beria was because i'm pretty <laughs> sure someone played him in the death of stalin oh simon russell beale oh yeah you know oh, he's going please right. don't shoot me please don't shoot me please yeah. don't shoot me yeah. so this guy who he's come up a few episodes uh, yeah, ago when we were talking course. about Stalin and stuff. Yeah? yeah, the death of Stalin. So Beria fancied Zoya Fyodorovna. Oh shit! Okay, and he cracked onto her. Yeah, and mm. he tried. He tried to mack on Zoya. Yeah, and when she turned him down, mm-hmm. oh, wouldn't you know? The affair became exposed, and she was sentenced to death. Jesus Christ! I mean, talk about somebody who has just advice. because. Just because Beria couldn't dip his bread. That is, man, our picks. I mean, that is, that is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, can you imagine it's sort of like, listen, none of us like to get rejected. No. No one. And you shoot your shots and most of us have to go, oh, they said no. Yeah. Suck it up. Get on with the night. Yeah. Beria was like, I'm going to kill this bitch. I'm going I'm <laughs> to I'm kill this. <laughs> so, wow. And uh, not just killer, like uh, expose like the publicly. affair she had with an American Navy captain. Expose, yeah. Get her sentenced to death. Now, anyway, all right. So basically, 
if you remember, I mean, she died in the 80s. So this death yeah, sentence so. was commuted. And it was, uh, she was, it, this is still not good, but mm. she ended up for eight years in a gulag, a Siberian Fucking gulag. Hell. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I mean, I hear the words gulag. I also hear death camp uh which is i guess what it roughly translates to um but like well, gulag years. was a work camp wasn't it oh it was a work camp yes but i it, i mean work to death oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but eight years yeah is... if somebody died in a gulag it wasn't of natural causes no <laughs> if it was it was a coincidence <laughs> but... <laughs> he died in a gulag yeah, yeah but he was old oh fair enough um... <laughs> he died in a gulag in his sleep of natural causes at the age <laughs> of 89 well f- fair play <laughs> hey hey man good innings if anything uh, <laughs> oh hello There's, there goes my headphones you're gonna come through the speaker now which oh. is not ideal oh, oh am i coming through the speaker oh, no, you're now? not coming through anything oh right oh because it's on. probably still hang on oh i don't know Suze Suze doesn't uh turn up for one episode and it all goes to shit ah for the patreons viewing this video because you can watch this by the way Oh, yes, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. on the Rocks. Uh, and you can watch us doing these episodes. You can also get yourself some nice, nice. Uh, well, like, firstly, if you join the, the bottom tier, you get all the episodes before they come out. If you jump up one tier, you get yourself. What do you get on the next tier? I, 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 I couldn't hear you. I didn't know which tiers you got. To. All right. I started with the bottom tier and said you get the videos. And you get the videos and the episodes early. Next tier, you get extra episodes. Uh, bonus yeah. episodes, uh, outtakes, mini episodes occasionally. Mini episodes. Uh, the uh, right to vote for our next season. Uh, <laughs> the, the right to vote. The... <laughs> get the right to vote. <laughs> if you jump up, but... we're never going to get bottom tier suffragettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there'll be protests. Be like... <laughs> so uh, yeah, the the next tier you get, you can vote for uh, the topics of our next season also get the cocktail recipes the highest tier you get merch and you also get tickets to our live shows uh, free tickets to live shows yes now mm. what i would say let's do a mic live show because there was a uh, vote on patreon uh, yes. because we finished our for some patrons on the top tier they've got mm. all four items of merch oh yes so what comes next what incentivizes them to still subscribe yeah. at that highest tier so we did a vote for okay the uh, next item of merch what's the next item of merch that you want now that's closed yeah. now okay so let's have a look at the results because i haven't so we'll oh, right. it yeah now. let's see what the uh what next the, item uh, of merch is going to a be a mystery on the rock scene <laughs> dildo we're not doing that we're not oh. doing that. <laughs> with all three of our faces on it <laughs> But where? On the head or down it? On the uh, shaft? I don't know. The way know. I would put it, Masood, is I think <laughs> I think Sue's right on the tip and me are me and you on each unnecessary ball. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Wow. Well, I hope you're happy that's what you voted for, you pigs. <laughs> uh, oh, I think you're gonna like this, Masood. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the three options were digital and physical copies of an album of songs from the podcast. Ah, yes. Uh, Mystery on the Rocks pin badge or tote bag. Oh, I think the tote bag might have won. The tote bag has won. So our next yes. our next item of merch is going to be a Mystery on the Rocks tote bag. So if you want that, yeah. do subscribe to our highest tier. I do feel that now we've mentioned the dildo, that will <laughs> probably come into the next voting. <laughs> what I don't want to do, Masood, <laughs> is um, Google how to make a custom dildo. How to manufacture. I mean, yeah. look, 
we've been to Alibaba. That's all you got to do is just go there, <laughs> put your specs in. Okay. Just imagine getting the, you know, obviously you get samples. So some of them will be rejected, you know, seams, et cetera. You've got to make sure it's all smooth for the customer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seams like a leather face, but like a leather. <laughs> Maybe some Mr. on the Rocks assless chaps. If, you, <laughs> if you're into that, there you go. Do you know what we should do? And I'm I'm not even joking. Is yeah. uh, mystery on the rocks? Young farmer boy Masood dungarees with a butt flap. a hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I feel like that will win a thousand times over. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, oh, God, I'm not there, so I better add in some things. Um, quote from The Simpsons. Uh, something disgusting that I did one time. Uh, trying to think. Tragic backstory involving my dad. And I need one more thing. That, um, oh, just some song lyric that comes off something you said. Um, uh, everybody dance now. There, fuck you, enjoy. So, uh, where did we get to? Zoya was put in a gulag for eight years. In a years. gulag for eight years. That's, All because know. she didn't want to bang Beria. Fuck, you know. Look, you know what? I know it's bad and, you know, an oppressive time, etc. Just, just, you just touch it. Just make sure you don't end up in a gulag. That's what I did. <laughs> I'll touch it. Well, I'll be in a gulag well, for eight years. She's, I, I still like the fact that she was like, ain't no, gonna. I respect it. Ain't I respect gonna. it. I respect uh, it. I'll sit in a gulag for eight years. I don't give a shit. Yeah, and also, go, that's go not just the for you. Very, worst, Masood, because at the time, it was a death sentence. It got commuted exactly. to eight years in a gulag. So Yeah. They say eight. They know you're not going to stay the eight. Yeah. Also, I don't think you know how long you're going to be in that gulag. No, she exactly. She, she wasn't just put for eight years. She was uh, sentenced to work camp imprisonment in Siberia. And then, yeah. Uh, she was just released after eight years. Because what they usually like to do is they do the old uh, can't put you in an open casket. They go, they go the old uh, behind the back of the head. Yeah. Go, oh yeah, here's your release papers. Then so eight years after that would have been 50, 54? 54, Yeah, nineteen fifty four. Yeah. Year after Stalin died, mm-hmm. and Beria, by the way, as well, because Beria was shot not long after Stalin died. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, she carried on acting. After that, holy shit! Yeah, because well, I mean, it was her trade. It was, was her career. Yeah, yeah. While she was imprisoned, she performed in gulag theaters as well. Wow, that I mean, 
that's a that's a thing a gulag theater oh, yeah so, no it's um so yeah no there was because it was a, a work camp and a prisoner stuff they still would have had that sort of thing oh, yeah, quite, like a man. but i mean like listen imagine this right you're uh sentenced to go to go to a gulag yeah and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the same gulag as a famous film star that'd be pretty great I thought you were going to say the only well, thing I can imagine that would be terrible is like, what if they had a gulag stand up comedy hour? Anyway, so yeah, she acted and then she kept, went back to uh, starring in movies after, Fucking after hell, she, she left straight back. Well, yeah. So in 1959, which is so five years after she came out of the gulag, yeah. uh, there was a professor at the University of Connecticut called Irene Kirk and Irene learned of Victoria's story. Now, who's Victoria? Victoria Third. is the daughter. Daughter. Yeah. So the daughter, uh, the daughter was born in 1946. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's let's talk about Victoria for a little bit. She died 10 years ago in 2012. Oh so shit! She, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she was only uh, 66. Uh, wow. If she was alive now, she'd be 76. She was uh, Russian American, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And an actress and an author. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, yeah, she wrote a book. Ooh. Uh, called The Admiral's Daughter that was published in 1979. So she went on to have a fairly successful career as well. Now, Stalin learned of the affair and Jackson Tate, who was the naval captain, was declared persona non grata and expelled from Russia. Yeah, That's when Zoya was arrested, but also right. for rejecting the advances of Bavaria. Yeah. Sent to Siberia for eight years. And then the reason that the daughter was named Victoria was because of VE Day. Oh, uh, right. Yes. It wasn't long afterwards that she was born. Oh, shit. Uh, Victoria lived with her aunt, her mother's sister, mm-hmm. in the what is now Kazakhstan. Uh, so she lived there until she was eight years old. And then when Zoya was released uh, after Stalin's death, by the way, uh, yes, that's yeah. why I said it did correlate. Victoria also became an actress as her mother had been. And then, uh, like I said, Irene in 1959, so that when uh, Victoria was 13, Mm-hmm. found out about the story of Zoya and Victoria and spent years trying to find Jackson Tate in the United States. Spent years. Oh, shit. So, okay, so looking for me out. Yeah. So bearing in mind, Irene found out about the story in 1959, went looking yeah. for Tate and didn't find him until 1973. What? Wow. Yeah. Why did it well, take so long? What happened? Well, get this, though. When she found him in 1973, yeah. so at that point, uh, <clears throat> Victoria would have been 17. Yeah. No, 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 27. No. 27. 27, yeah. Uh, at this point, yeah. Jackson Tate, who, if you remember, was expelled from Russia, yeah, had no idea that he had a daughter. What? Zoya. He also didn't know that Zoya had been arrested and imprisoned. Shit. So when the professor, Irene Kirk at Connecticut, found Tate in 1973, yeah. she introduced them again. Whoa. That's mad. So in 1974, yeah, what well, like came to him having a family dinner? It's like, hey, I found uh, your kid and your your woman you slept with in Russia. Like, Shit, I'm, to, I'm with my family. <laughs> just... Well, actually, yeah. Let's now look at Jackson. All right. So, uh, yeah. what was going on with Jackson? Oh, actually, no. It does say here he did marry again. Hazel, obviously Victoria. He had a daughter and he had a son Hugh. So I assume the son Hugh was with Hazel. Oh, anyway, okay. I'm not saying that they got reunited romantically. I'm just saying that Irene. No, no. Introduced. He just them. went. Hey, yeah. yeah, and also it's like if he met Hazel after all of this, I don't think Hazel's got 
like what there's a secret russian woman he's like no shit i i know i, I he, he told her know. he probably yeah. told her oh i had a uh, i had a thing with because it's a big part of his life all right yeah he had, a, huge, he, had, yeah. He, had he had a thing with um a russian film star yeah. and stalin exiled him from russia I, I'd hang i'm on to sure that. i'm sure he would tell his his wife that yeah but why would he wouldn't tell her that he had a daughter with this woman because he, he didn't, didn't know, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway so irene sort of like introduced victoria to her dad the american naval captain jackson tate uh and then tate actually began a campaign to convince the soviet government to allow victoria to leave russia to come and see him she oh, was also gran- she couldn't okay wow well because it was the cold war she was in the oh, soviet yeah. so she was granted permission and arrived in the united states in march 1975 on a three-month travel visa yeah, she spent several weeks in seclusion with her dad Jackson in Florida. While she was in America, she met a man named Frederick Poy, who was a pilot mm-hmm. for Pan Am. Yeah, and they married. Yeah, June of that year. So uh, Poy, three months. Poy, Poy. Do you reckon he said that after? Yeah, <laughs> had to... uh, every single time. Every yeah. just before he was about to Michael Douglas everywhere. She, uh... <laughs> Uh, he would go, poi, poi, poi. They uh, they got married days before that three month travel visa. Visa expired. expired. Oh wow! So okay. she got to stay in the United yeah, States. Nice. Uh, she had a she had a son born the following year. Yeah. So that meant that Victoria was able to then be uh, an American citizen as well. Oh sweet. Uh, okay. Uh, so she wrote uh, a book called The Admiral's Daughter a few years later. It was released in 1979. And then it mm-hmm. tells the story about Jackson and Zoya, the affair they yeah. had in Moscow in 1945. It tells the story of Victoria's childhood in the Soviet Union. You can buy this book if you can uh, if you can find it in print anywhere. I'm sure there's probably I'm sure there's circulating. copies somewhere. Uh, uh, critics didn't like the book. Robert Kirsch of the oh. Los Angeles Times called it padded beyond belief. <laughs> Padded be fancy that being in your uh, anyway. That's padded beyond. Sounds I like mean, one of my Edinburgh shows. It's padded yeah. beyond belief. <laughs> um, but the, the 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 book cover is quite striking because the the picture of Victoria. Yeah, it, uh, she looks like Sophia Loren. And, wow! Yeah, I can, I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah, wow. And then the picture of uh, Zoya, which is just a, above her and behind, I think looks yeah. like Betty, Betty Davis. Yeah. So, uh, are you sure got... it's not it's not this one by Sandra Madden, the Admiral's daughter? Beyond honor, above glory, there is <laughs> no. <laughs> no but I want to I want to read both. Uh, <laughs> uh, Victoria got to stay uh, in the states and started a family. had a had a had a son with uh, with the guy that she married. Yeah, Poi. Poi 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 Poi. Uh, <laughs> oh, he definitely says that that high. But Poi Poi. Zoya was allowed to travel to the US to be with Victoria when uh, Victoria gave birth to her son, Zoya's grandson, in yeah. 1976. One, actually, this is quite nice. When she was out there, she also met back up with Jackson. Ah, oh, yeah. That's nice. But she was only allowed over there to, for the birth. Uh, okay, and then, yeah. and then <clears throat> straight back. Yep. And then in 1981... Oh, actually, it's, I should point out that in 1980... The year before she was murdered, uh, uh, she was in a film. This is Zoya. She was in a yeah. film called Moscow Does Not Believe in Tears, which won the Oscar that year for best foreign language film. Wow. Okay. It's. Have you watched many Russian films? Mm, oh, 
Yeah, but not old ones. So oh, okay. Uh, I I must I must have told you about my Russian flatmate when I lived in Germany. I think so. Perhaps. Yeah. So Maybe... <clears throat> she was very uh, very religious and quite um, conservative. Probably politically, I don't know about that, but she was very conservative in terms of like we'd lend each other DVDs. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I lent her Sin City, but she didn't like it because there was boobies in it. And uh, which I imagine uh, she said. That's why she said she said yeah, there were boobies. Uh, yeah, she actually said too many boobies. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in a kind of like I don't actually. This is I should check it. I don't know what the German for boobies is, but she oh. uh, she said to me, sort of like in a German English hybrid, but maybe totally in German. Uh, yeah. She went, so feel boobies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you ask? Have you watched a lot of Russian? Movies? No, I just there's there's there are like two or three Russian films. I think I probably have, but I I, I may have forgotten that they were Russian films. But somebody with the, the, like there's definitely a slew of like um, indie art housey films, specifically Russian ones that are like usually several hours long, filmed in black and white, and are just like everybody's covered in mud for some reason and you're just like oh why and it's and it is just you know seven and a half hours of misery and you're like why am i watching this there's so like there's one there's one like fairly famous one i think that's like it was filmed over the course of like 12 years or something where like all of the actors had to basically live as their characters for ages and uh and then it came out and it's like a six hour long movie i think apparently it's it's fine. <laughs> I think I've maybe heard of this, but also it's this. It it it's weird that um, because uh, Linklater did a similar thing. So the the same oh, and only recently, boyhood, yeah, it? Boyhood, yeah. So the yeah. same the same actor could play the character at different points uh, in his life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah he had to, he was growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think is sort of like wow, fucking hell, well done for committing. But like, yeah, you know how filmmaking is a like an organic process. Yeah, and. Don't they say that a film is made three times? Once in the writing, once in the shooting, and then in the editing. In the edit, yeah. And it's the edit that's the the important one. That's the one yeah. that makes the movie. So, like, you could be editing a movie and then it can totally change from how it was meant to be. Fuck, how do you even keep so, track of it if you're doing yeah, it over? Yeah, yeah, So, like, if somebody's, like, if somebody could be shooting a movie and be like, this isn't working, what yeah. do you do when it takes you 12 years to shoot? And you're like, oh... Uh, well you edit it into a seven hour insane <laughs> fest and you and you subject audiences to it and they go wow i mean we we certainly experienced it it fucking happened yeah. <laughs> we which sat uh, there. i think it's really fitting that you've made that reference during this season which is really good <laughs> <laughs> we this is podcast version of dow So we're now in 81. Oh, yeah. And she, uh, in 1980, she starred in the Moscow Oscar winning the Oscar. Moscow Does Not Believe in Tears, which won, the, right. won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film, Best yeah. Foreign Language Film in uh, 1980. So in 1981, early 1981, she tried to leave again to go and visit Victoria yeah. uh, in the States, but the Soviet government denied her that. Shit. Now, the reason that they gave was that Victoria, her daughter, had behaved badly and they cited the fact that she'd published the autobiography, The Admiral's Daughter. 
Oh, right. Didn't they read the review? It was padded. Absolutely. So they they pointed the to the book which described the affair and they were like, Oh yeah. Because your daughter you cannot go. Uh which it's so it, it, the cold it's the cold war quite was, a reason, yeah. but that's the cold war, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. Uh so it's kind of I don't want to use the word understandable, but the Soviet government obviously being very mindful of propaganda is like your daughter's published uh, an autobiography about yes. an affair that she, you had with yeah. uh, an, American an American naval captain at a critical point in the cold war no you're not going you're not allowed yeah yeah it's it's one of the things you go like ah, yeah i suppose in there it's, yeah 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 and i'm not i'm not condoning it but i am no. saying are you really expecting the soviet government to have let her because be, yeah exactly i'm yeah. amazed i'm amazed they let her go when her grandson yeah. was being born i'm amazed that she even got even to the office to ask him to be honest or they even, <laughs> I'm, they a, even... I'm, I'm amazed that she uh made it to 1981 without being killed yeah exactly uh, yeah she went to a regrettably, fucking gulag. <laughs> regrettably she was killed in uh, yeah. 1981 she was 73 yeah she just turned 73 uh she was in her apartment and she died from a gunshot wound to the eye i'd argue that was premeditated I have a funny feeling no one gets accidentally shot in the eye. Uh, so this is where the uh, the mystery aspect comes in because n- nobody knows who did it. Yeah. No one was even seen entering or exiting the apartment. Yet Ooh. she was found in the apartment with a gunshot wound to the eye. And her death was first reported in the American press as being a heart attack. Uh, oh, so hmm, interestingly, I feel like this is about the time that uh, governments, or at least some of them, are good at bumping people off, and then they sort of stop caring. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> the Russian government well, is pretty like. Uh, I, there are several ways of looking at this, which is, oh my god, the American press reported that she had a heart attack when she was actually shot through the eye. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Sounds sus, doesn't it? But where are they? Where are the American press getting the information from? They're yes. getting the they're getting the information from the other side of the Iron Curtain. Yeah. So if Russia are putting that out, then what do they have? Why would yeah. they question it exactly? If, yeah. If they go, oh yeah, she died of a heart attack. They go, cool. We'll publish that. Sounds good. No one's going to investigate it. There's no reason to. That's fine from their mm. perspective. Yeah. Because uh, also, obviously, it's been reported as that in the Russian papers as well. So no one's questioning that too. Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, it seems like she was definitely there. Fi- they're like, finally, let's get her. Uh, she's seventy six. That is also, I mean, look, I'm no government assassin, but I would feel pretty bad assassinating a seventy six year old woman. I'd be like, oh, guys, you think I'm that shit? Come on, <laughs> like, yeah, you get that job, and you're like, yeah. Oh. But also famous movie star. Not uh, this is true. Uh, yeah, you've got also, to go. It, w- it would feel like I was a- I was assassinating my grandma. That's why I was yeah. just like, mm. can you imagine sort of like the political landscape is slightly different. Imagine that the UK yeah. ends up at its end point on this idea of like uh, we took our eye off the ball, and then all of a sudden the yeah the right wing government becomes a far right wing government, and then yeah uh, you're sent to go and murder judy dench 
<laughs> oh, do you know no. what I mean? It's that kind of oh, yeah. The nation's <laughs> grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I couldn't. I'd just sit there with her for ages and chat. You'd and then she'd be like, Yeah, yeah you'd hold her hand, wouldn't you? Go. And you'd be like, Tell tell <laughs> yeah. me about Jeffrey Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd, you'd sort of like mm. squeamishly like close both of your eyes and be like, Oh, <laughs> what was it like filming with Steve Coogan? Was he? <laughs> It's Billy Connolly, really that I, nice. Oh, oh, and then you slowly put a cushion over her face. Oh. <laughs> As she's still talking, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. eyesight's yeah, yeah. going, so she's not going to know. <laughs> also, like, oh. also, Judy Dench is a bit older than seventy-three, so it would be like if, if that happened, and you were a, yeah. a, a secret agent for the British fascist police sent to go and assassinate Judy Dench, you'd be like, let's just let's just wait three years. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've got, I've got a much better idea, lads. I tell you, do you want to know who the best assassin is? Time. Time. <laughs> I call him Time. <laughs> oh, oh, but the thing is, is that right? Part of my thing about uh, sleepwalking towards fascism, which unchecked, I genuinely mm. think could happen, right? Right. It's with a really stupid government. So if yeah. that government remains as stupid or gets stupider, and they're like, Okay, we need we need to assassinate somebody who's uh, too liberal, and let's say it is for argument's sake, Judy Dench. Like we need to assassinate Judy Dench. And at that point, she's ninety four yeah. years old. The assassin says exactly that. Like to be honest with you, I think do you know who the best assassin for this job is? Old Father Time, yeah. and that government would say, "How do we contact him?" <laughs> you got yeah. his number? I oh. <laughs> oh, we're going to a gulag. Um, uh, so that's so, that's what happened. That's the story of Zoya. Uh, yeah. Fyodorova. I mean, she got got. Uh, I think I feel like she didn't shoot herself in the eye. It, it feels like it was one of those things where it's like someone's going through what was your man's name again who she rejected? Uh, Barrier. Uh, is going through his notes. He's like, oh, lads, there's an overdue one here. Oh, oh she's still alive. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he was what? also dead Let's at that do point. It. So. Yeah, yeah, but like he, they would have found his old files and been like, "Yeah, well, let's do this one. We'll tie yeah. it up. It's a loose end. We'll tie that up, and then we'll get we'll get that." I done. mean, like the, the, um, the timing of it is weird because she was, uh, yeah. she was murdered a little bit after asking to leave to go to the states. So it is very possible that it's like, uh, oh, she's gonna defect. Oh, she's more. Gonna a, de- she's gonna. Yeah, defect. yeah. She's. Um, yeah, and she, and obviously her history with sleeping with the. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, right, <laughs> but like a really long time before that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, 1981. That would have meant that Victoria was 35. Yeah. Uh, Barely much. She didn't leave the Soviet Union to go to the states until she was 28, 27. So okay. um, yeah, but still, from their perspective, they're like, oh, oh. Secrets. No, 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 no. I mean, it does feel like, going back to the Umbrella murder a few weeks ago. Yeah, it, it's not like this. The 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 East. When you think about the Cold War as East versus West, it's not yeah. like they didn't have any compunction about acting. Yeah. No, it, I think yeah. Everyone sort of thinks like, oh, it was just mad. It's like no, no. They like, you know. It's probably very. Let's cover yeah. our backs. Let's make it sure was, that it was you know. cold, but it was still a war. Yeah. It was like it was. Yeah. The, the reason it's called the Cold War is because rather than it being on the battlefield, it was done with spies. Yeah, and also I think is this sort of around the time? Oh no, this is definitely around the time that like nukes are still being pointed at each other, and more are being built. Oh, as they're being put. Po- 
yeah so it's like like ridiculous amounts and so it's like the stakes are so high so everyone's like the cuban uh, the cuban missile crisis was that was was 20 almost 20 years before that uh but obviously that became so frightening that people never really forgot about it and yeah the threat of nuclear war was it hung over the 20th century the latter half of the 20th century Um, yeah so yeah i think that they probably were a bit like she's gonna defect she's gonna defect and, uh, and they just uh, yeah if you fancy uh, a little bit of a an interesting thing to go down look up the gulag theatres because the, yeah. Like, so, so they had like things like uh, prison bands. Prison bands. Uh, there was Siberia Gulag prison. Put on Annie. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom ruble. <laughs> Bet tomorrow. They, they used to do drama, dance performances, operas, operettas. Uh, that yeah. said, the material was vetted by vet, vetted by it. camp officials. Uh, <laughs> art became, for some artists, a means of survival in the camps. Yeah, uh, I don't know why it, it makes well, yeah. me laugh. The idea of a of a gulag putting on Oklahoma. I don't know why <laughs> that makes me giggle. There's just something about it. I'm like, that would just be very silly. Um, but this, I mean, like, listen, this is depressing. Working on the side in the gulag theaters earned some uh, prisoners extra gruel, water, bread, butter, sugar, tea, and tobacco. Fuck. So you just do it for all that, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. One specific example. Nothing to do with Zoya, by the way. But um, yeah, in Chai Uria, which is also known as the Valley of Death. <laughs> you think name is too strong? No. That's pretty on point. Eh, not too yeah. on the nose, I think. We're all very friendly here in Valley of Death. Um, <laughs> uh, Thomas Scovio uh, okay. was a uh, an ex-communist, an American artist, but he was also a former inmate of a gulag. Right. So a lot of the time he would, this is where a lot of this information comes from. Uh, so he learned from fellow artists how to make oil paints by mixing dried house paint with sunflower seed oil, and he'd do a lot of painting, right? He'd also tattoo right. fellow inmates. <laughs> uh this one in particular, so this this idea of survival by art. He was on, Scovio himself was on the verge of starvation in the Valley of Death. Uh, and the guy that yeah. was distributing bread asked for uh, nudes, basically, pictures of nude women, mm-hmm. uh, providing the brigade with extra bread in exchange. So once the word spread that an artist could draw, life yeah. for that artist in the camp became easier because he could he could ah. draw rude pictures so Did, by drawing tits he yeah. saved his own life because he then was able that to get is... more bread <laughs> and in my head it's like it's that really crap drawing is it? it's just the yeah. two he was basically given extra food allowance too many yeah. boobies too many but not for me too many boobies uh, <laughs> so he's getting yeah so uh, it is worth reading up on um gulag theatres and uh, how artists survived in the gulags yeah Um, yeah but yeah that's the story of zoya takes in uh some players from earlier on in the season like beria yeah 
and also looks forward to where the Cold War is going. So I thought yes. it was quite an important one to uh, include. And also, cool story. Yeah, it is a cool. That was that was a good story. It's a like what? Oh, what a shame! She didn't get to see her daughter at the second time. Though. Zoya died, uh, gunshot wound, uh, shot in the eye, nineteen eighty one. Um, uh, Victoria, her daughter, like I said, he uh, she died in twelve years uh, ago, ten right? years ago in two thousand twelve. Uh, Jackson ago, yeah. Tate, the naval captain with whom Zoya mm-hmm. had the affair, uh, he died of cancer in nineteen seventy eight. He was uh, he was seventy nine yeah. years old. He was a couple of years older. He was oh, okay. uh, he was nine years older than Zoya. All oh, right. Okay. Oh. Oh, well, thank you very much, Chris. What a lovely no tale. Worries. And thank you all for listening. Uh, you know where to find us on your usual podcasting gizmos. I was going to say gizmos. What about fucking grandpa? Uh, your usual <laughs> podcasting places. Uh, you can leave a nice little review. Uh, you find us on the internet. Uh, uh, at Mr. on the Rock, spelled R O X, and Instagram as well. You can also email us, uh, Mystery on the Rocks, spelled R O C K S, at gmail.com. And as we mentioned before, you can also join the Patreon if you want to watch us doing the show, as well as get yourself some recipes, get some nice, sweet, sweet swag, vote for uh, what the next season should be. You can uh, do all that uh, as you join the Patreon on various different tiers. And so Uh, Please do that. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening. And as always, (gasps) bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.